Yes, sir. Dave D'Agostino bringing the culture uh, and the violinist in on the intro music. And welcome to the Man on Second podcast. I'm Joe Frasaro. We are part of the rapidly growing Real Voices of the Game Productions Network. Um, We're joined this week, uh, as always, by co-host Dave D'Agostino. We got a really special guest today. And one of the reasons I really love these podcasts is, and I love the Real Voices concept, is we're talking to all people in all aspects of the world of baseball. And our guest today is Miami Marlins minor leaguer, Victor Mesa Jr. But before we bring Victor in, Dave, welcome. And what announcements we got? Yeah, I'll keep the preamble real short because I really want to get to this young man. But 40,000 plus subscribers, 72 countries. I know they're going to love this guest today. Um, Continue to support us. Uh, We have set a structure up now to to support our audience, not just with content, but now with helping them financially so that we can keep the podcast ad free and sponsorship, I'm sorry, membership free. But we also now have a way to support our podcast hosts. So keep doing what you're doing. We'll continue listening to you and we'll keep providing you great content every week like we do here on Man on Second. Violinist right there, Joe. That's Victor Frankel on the violin. I got accused by a audience member kind of jokingly that sometimes we're, we're old guys on the lawn yelling at the clouds. <laughs> do you guys have any culture? Show me on the next podcast. So all week I've been playing my favorite violinist. I have a favorite violinist, Victor okay. Frankel on the violin. Also the favorite violinist of one Ty Cobb I found out in reading A Terrible Beauty. Ty Cobb. Great book, by the way. Dispels a lot of the myths about Cobb. Okay. Well, that is really good insights. And as always, we are raising the IQs of our audience. We just added a little bit of violin culture. But without any further ado, let's introduce Victor Mesa Jr. Victor uh, signed with the Marlins in 2018 as an 18-year-old. Uh, Victor was born in Cuba as his father. Uh, is very famous ball player uh, and coach in, in from Cuba. Uh, Victor's brother, Victor Victor Mesa, was with the Marlins as well. Uh, and Victor is uh, his career is just really rising. Um, and I saw Victor. It's a special podcast for me because I saw Victor in his first. Actually, I was there when he signed. I was at his press conference and all covering that. But his first professional game when he hit the minor leagues, and I saw a number of his games. And I've always followed his his career very closely uh, in the Arizona Fall League last fall. Uh, Victor was out there as well. So uh, we're going to talk to Victor a lot about how he's doing at Double A Pensacola and just the life of a minor leaguer. And without hey, further how are ado, you both Victor, you guys? welcome, uh, my thank friend. Thank you for having Glad me here. Glad to have you here. on the show. Um, so happy to, happy to be here and good to talk. Oh, it's it's our pleasure, my friend. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about, okay. Good, yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit. How's the AA season going? You're making a lot of strides this year. You're having, you know, a really good year. How do you think uh, you're doing you know, up there? And for what's me, it's the saying, like, keep playing uh, like a hard baseball. Keep making simple, uh, you know, ups and downs, a baseball goal, but keep keep going. That's the word, like, keep working. Uh, never stop and, you know, like, pretty good, like, doing, like, some things that I never uh, did before in last seasons, but something that I know that I can do. So I'm happy for it. I'm, you know, like 
could work in it. You take us through, you know, obviously you're, I think that your story is, is, should be one very inspiring to a lot of young, young listeners. Cause we do have a lot of coaches that listen to the podcast, a lot of young listeners, a lot of aspiring ball players, but you know, you came over here uh, to play in the, in the United States with a, with a dream to play baseball. Talk about that. Like, Obviously, you're from a baseball no, family, but, but the you know, dream like, to come to the United when States. When I was and young, play me and my brother, we tried to play at the biggest baseball possible. You know what I mean? Uh, we talk about it. It was a dream for us. Thank God, like, I'm here. I'm closer than never before because, you know, like, we never know how close we are uh, from the big league. But now in double A, I could say that we are, like, pretty close because I see, like, a couple like a couple guys that they start here in this season and they in the in the big league. So I know that I'm close. And, you know, like, how I told you before, like, working, like, more harder to get my dream, like, become true because that's why I come here. I, I don't I don't I don't come here used to play like minor league at least that's my mindset I want to play at the highest level possible like made me like be proud and know that what I can do and on there and you know like it's step to step like keep working on the little details and try to be there and make my dream and my family dream uh become true. And you know what our audience may not know is when you came here, you didn't speak English. And you know when I first was talking with you, it always had to be through an interpreter. And you are speaking, you know, great English. Talk about just that process of of how you you've learned English and when you felt <laughs> yeah, comfortable uh, enough I even to do interviews uh, fully in English. It was weird. well today, obviously getting better and better. But on that on those days, I don't even speak English. I use I use know how to say. But with this, um, with this pronunciation, it was like, "What is your name?" and uh, "How old are you?" That's all that I know. I swear, even I loved him because once uh, when I was about to sign with the Marlins, I was I get a you know like a dinner with Jeter, and he told me, "Hey, how are you?" And I say, "I'm 17 years old." <laughs> he was laughing at me. And I, I told you, like, I use learn <laughs> because I'm a guy that I like to talk a lot. Uh, Nas, who is on today my my uh, roommate and obviously more than a teammate for me, he he uh, he teach me. He put me some songs to uh, listen. I I like on that time I showed that it was uh, Blacklist on Netflix, and it helped me a lot. Yeah. And it helped me a lot to. Uh -huh. That's my favorite show. I was so close <laughs> with the with that show, so I put it in English because I know that I'm gonna lie no matter what. So that's how I learned, and you know, so proud that how better I did with the. Yeah, because it's only been just for our audience. Know, it's only been a couple of years, you know that. That Victor has been is speaking this much English, and I believe Victor. Yeah, you know, I just the Marlins uh, last Friday. I went down and saw the Marlins game, and they, you know, this year is the the uh, the twentieth anniversary of the World Series, and like the thirtieth anniversary of the the franchise, and they uh, were honoring Miguel Cabrera, who I covered 
Miggy's first game when he was 20 years old. And I remember when Miggy was in the minor leagues, just like I remember you covering you in the minor leagues. And and Martin Prada was a guest there, and I got to catch up with Martin, obviously from Venezuela. And and Martin learned English watching like uh, movies. You know, you watch TV and English movies, and and that's you know that's how you you're able to pick up a lot just. Yeah, watching Don't be the movies afraid to make and, mistakes and, like and, yeah. uh, and you know, mm-hmm. like, if you want to learn and you and you put all your intention, all your effort, you're going to learn because it's English everywhere that you go. So you got no option. You know what I mean? If you have the intent that you go, like, we're really like a good, like, yeah. that I want it, I want it, I want it. You're going to, you're going to learn because it's not that hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know the thing about you is baseball, and the thing of the beauty of baseball, Victor, is it's it's a universal language in itself. It unites people from all the, all cultures and in different parts of the world. And I could see, you know, kind of, you know, we were talking before the show started about you remember me at your like first game, and you know, I could see your smile. You, you know, even though you didn't speak English and I don't really speak Spanish, we, we could communicate. You saw me on, on deck. We were communicating. I was taking videos of you and, and so forth. Uh, take us back to, you know, where you were, you know, just being on those backfields in Jupiter and minor league parks and then uh, other other parks in Palm Beach and so forth. And and now, you know, yeah, like you like say, you're, you're getting long really close to that, a call up uh, to the big league. Like for a year, it's... It's it's funny how you be oh you always are on the on the right place. <laughs> I still remember you. I like it was today, like that day that yeah that you go to that play that feeling Houston. But you know, like how I told you, like since that day to today, like I have been focused on like working. Like I want to get better. I want to like grow up. I want to like be more mature. Like learn from the game because every day you learn, and you know, like today that I'm closer. That's all what I kind of say. Somebody asked me like, "Work hard." Like, it's not that far. Do you know what I mean? Like, keep working, keep improving. Like, know what you can do and and trust yourself the whole time. You know, I about a year ago I had to. Nassim Nunez, I was on, I had him on the podcast. I was with another network at the time. And, and it was interesting because you and Nassim were like hitting one, two in the, in the lineup. And you remember, like, I might be out there like three straight days watching you. And it's like 12 o'clock outside, no shade. It's like, feels like a thousand degrees, you know, everyone's melting. And I was saying, I've always told, I always tell people this. I tell people in the industry, I say, you can find the kids who want to play baseball because if they're out here every day doing this and showing energy, that shows me they, they really want to be a baseball player. Do you ever kind of look back at those, those days and say, Hey, you know, what, what that was like and man, you know, yeah, I must have really liked like, it to, to keep out. I know that most that guy that I like to look back and what, look what I made. Uh, I'm all about that. Live the day by day, you know, I'm keep working and think more about the future and what I can do. But yeah, if I stop, I remember those days, like me and us like hitting one, two, even today on today, like, uh, almost we're hitting like back to back, like on the whole season. I'm pretty, I'm so proud that we being like 
been growing up together. He's like one of my best friends. And uh, I told you, like, it was um, it was hot, hot. I still remember that the rookie ball in August. It was like it was almost dying. But when you when you that like that John that you want to play and you want to get and you like and you really want to like you don't really care about the temperature because you know you got a you got a purpose. You got a, you got a goals to do. And if you do what you really love, like you know it. You gotta do it. It's like you. You were there too, and you're doing your work. You know what I mean? So, so you really love. You really love yep. what you do too. So, <laughs> no doubt. I appreciate you. Know you what I mean? We gotta deal with yeah. with those things, but yeah, it's the same. Like when I was playing in Cuba, like it was the same. So, it's not like something that it could be like on the middle of the way. It's something that I can deal with it, and you know, like let's go. Let's play baseball. No, that that's a that's a great answer, and I appreciate you mentioning me being out there because I look as whether whatever you're doing in life, whatever career you have, I'm a believer you need a lot of passion and put yourself into it. Don't don't do it, you know, half-assed. Basically, you know, if I'm going to be a, a sports writer, I'm going to be the best beat writer I can be. If I have to know who you guys are at the lower levels to cover you at the big league levels, when I get a chance, I'm going to go to those backfields and do the same thing. And, and, you know, just so our audience knows, Nassim Nunez represented the Marlins at the Futures game just you know, a couple of weeks back out there in Seattle. And he was the most valuable player of that game. And, and Nassim and Victor were hitting – Nassim plays shortstop and Victor plays in the outfield. They were, they were batting one-two all those times. So um, I'm going to bring Dave in. Dave, you got a question for Victor? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Victor, 14 minutes in, you won me over, buddy. I uh, I did research on your background and your story, and that's impressive in itself. But um, we have some commonalities. One is obviously the professional baseball aspect that Joe brought up uh, in pre-show. We've, we, you're playing now. I played. Uh, the other is the language background. Um, I am, I'll say, functional in 40, 42 different languages. And I often tell people, when you want to learn a language, it brings you right back to being a beginner. And baseball does the same thing to you. Um, so I want to ask you a question in, in language learning. You know, you learned English the hard way. You got immersed. But that's the best way. Um, as, a, as a minor league player, I actually served as a what's called now an ESL, English as a Second Language, instructor for three of my 18-year-old teammates because they couldn't speak English. So they had me following them around. They, I roomed with them. I ate with them on the road. Um, they would write little phrases or quotes down on index cards, and they would bring them to me at the end of the day, and I would tell them what they meant. So that's a long way. I've got two questions for you. The first one is about language. Were there any phrases, words, or quotes that you heard um, that you found interesting that you brought to somebody to say, what does this mean? Or, or even watched on my third yeah, thing that sure. drew me to Ray is the Blacklist. Ready, it's my favorite show. I'm glad <laughs> yeah, you like uh, the Blacklist. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just like pretty like interested in everything. Like if I don't know something that Nas was by my side, I say, bro, what's that? And he told me, yeah. Bro, it's this. That's what the meaning I say. And how I can use it in a sentence? In a sentence, you know what I mean? Because if I listen to something, I don't know what it is. I wanna start to use it on my uh, how you say vocabulary. Yeah, I wanna start to use it. You know, because it's something new. I wanna like yeah. talk like how they talk. You know what I mean? And it was pretty interesting because well, I don't know something. Say, hey, nah, like 
hey, bro, what, what's this, bro? I don't know. You know, and he told me he's playing me. Uh, he's playing me how, how I can use it, how I can do it. And that's how I learn, like mostly of the time, like because you start like knowing the basics, like obviously the bad words, and you gotta know like how to connect like all the words. You know what I mean? So, uh, I've been learning and learning, and then like when you tell me like uh, like uh, even today, it, it still happened to me. You know what I mean? On today, like I don't speak English like a hundred percent, so. It's still on today's. It happened. I, I say, hey, bro, what's that? You know what I mean? I I know. I start uh, to use it. I start like to add it to like to my vocabulary. And I start to use it. That that's that's how I learn. Give give me one recently, or even from the blacklist, if you want. Give me one recently that you uh, you learned from, that, from that you, you put into your vocabulary. Oof, uh, I don't know. No, blacklist like, or real life, either one. It's like a lot of words that the problem is uh, I repeat a lot of words when I speak English. You know what I mean? So I gotta, I start to like to use like different like words. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, like that when you say, I mean, like all those words that you, that you use to connect like two sentences. That's what you know what I mean. That's that's what I that's that's what I've been like try to learn more because that way I look more like fluid, you know what I mean? More like um more smooth like talking, you know what I mean? Because that yeah. that doesn't that way I doesn't look like that, that not I don't look that much uh, robotic. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And then the, the second question is about your dad. Your dad, obviously, a very important figure in Cuban baseball, gold medalist, uh, longtime skipper over there. I'm sure he gave you a lot of advice, both you and your brother. Um, give us one piece of baseball advice that rings in your head or that is in your head every day that your dad gave you. And give me one piece of life advice. And I heard one earlier, and Joe hit on this too. One of my favorite things is when people talk about passion or love for something. And I always tell my kids, yeah. if you love something, nobody can ever take it away from you. They can't. Um, so give us one piece of advice that your dad gave you baseball-wise that's in your head every day and one piece of life yeah, advice like, that helped I'm you so proud make your immersion over here in the U.S. That I have all the advice that he gave me and how close he is with, with me and how how he followed my career, obviously. Um, but, you know, he used to tell me to give my 100% to – he. He told me that that play hundred percent every day. That, for example, if I'm in IB, uh, I I gotta be focused. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you miss a you miss a IB or whatever, and you say, like, damn, if I if if I if I could do that or I could do something else, you know, you always sometimes you feel that you don't give you hundred percent, and that's when I'm mad. You know what I mean? You're gonna fail because this is a game of failure. You know, thirty teams only only one win, so. This is a game of failure, and you gotta know how to deal with it and use comeback. You know what I mean? So it's like mostly about that. Like give a hundred percent. It's normal that that you don't get success all the time because all of them they work for it too. So he told me that keep working. You know, like you time gonna get and you gotta be ready for like for that moment and take advantage of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a really good word of advice. Uh, Victor, let, let's let's kind of talk about the, the Arizona Fall League because, you know, the, it, it was kind of funny. I think there was one uh, – we were in Scottsdale, and I was really down close. You were, you were on deck, and I'm watching at bad. You see me, and I, I'm, like, shooting videos and such. And, and we, we I always like to, in that light moment, we'll, like, we exchange some words, like, you know, we're saying hi. I think I told you to, like, hit a homer or something like that because I always try to – tell guys to do something like that. You always hear the, the coaches or managers, don't try to hit a home run. And I almost do it as a, a backwards logic, reverse psychology, you know, to kind of break, you know, make you laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it was, uh, like two triples that game. Against uh, Bisher of the Angels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, I I like to talk, you know what I mean? I saw you there. You yeah. want to say hi and you go whatever. At the end of the day, I got to be focused, but I'm so like, Uh, care about the person inside you there, you want to say hi. And yeah, I remember, but you know, I gotta remember you that it's not that easy, you know what I mean? If it wasn't that easy, everyone, everyone can't do it, you know what I mean? You <laughs> oh, I know. say I yes, know. I, I uh, <laughs> laugh a little bit, and you, then I go there and do my job. Yeah, yeah, that that's the thing. I, I always like spring training or something like that. I'll I'll take like a singles hitter. I remember when D Gordon was with the Marlins, and and Frank Minichino was was the hitting coach, and and obviously D Gordon wasn't a home run hitter. So I'm like, D hit a home run today, and Frank's like, shut up, and I'm like, I'm like, it'll help your war, D, and he's yelling, shut up. <laughs> It's like you know, just kind of the fun interactions that that we have with, with the players and they have with, with us in the media. But I, I do think, uh, you know, not that I'm expecting you to have a big conversation when you're about a bat, but you see that a lot. You know, I know jazz in the big leagues, a lot of interaction with fans. Um, are you that kind of what guy in the field, especially in the outfield, you kind of, uh, You know, fans in the stands. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I'm like that, loud. <laughs> but no, like I love the way that he do, like how the fans like love him. <laughs> Uh, if he's like the face or whatever, like if it, if he's like the face of the team, it's for a reason. You know what I mean? We can see the talent. Obviously, like we kind of like similar become like a little bit that way too. You know what I mean? I like to talk to them. I like to play with them. But at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like uh, everything, like knowing um, what is the most that I can do. You know what I mean? And being focused on the all the time of the game because. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they, basically, you gotta be thinking and you gotta anticipate every time. So, uh, doing. Yeah, I say, I say, I say. Yeah, yeah. Once the game innings, starts, I throw with yeah. them. I hang out with them. Yeah. If I see yeah. somebody yeah. that I know, I say hi. I I love all of them, but after that, when the innings start, like looking at the time. Yeah, sure, sure. You got to make a play for your pitcher and your team. <laughs> you yeah. The balls hit you. You got to know where to go. You got to know all the all the other good stuff. Um, yeah. Hey, obviously, yeah. Um, you're you wear number 10, right? Okay, okay, I got tell the tell our audience why you wear number 10. I'm a big 10. fan of soccer, and my favorite player of all time like, is Messi. I got like two or three tattoos of him already. Uh, seems like 2007, 2008, I. I I was in Cuba. I, I love soccer. I love soccer. So uh, I've been like a big fan, big fan of soccer. So I'm so proud that he's here now in Miami. And when I, 
the fish when the season over are gonna are gonna go there and see him playing because I see him before in uh in France in um Paris but by the way I wanna see him again I wanna know if I can meet him and the other reason uh -huh. is because obviously it's like 90% of Messi right but the other thing it could be because my favorite player when I was growing up in Cuba is uh yeah. Julie Gurriel And uh, he was the number 10 at the time. So, okay. Uh, so, those was, huh? so those are the two. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Those are the two reasons why you're wearing 10. Is that a significant number in Cuba? Um, is that because I, I know like in Japan, that the uh, number one pitcher always wears yeah, 18. Like, I could is, say is yes. Is a significant because, number in Cuban baseball? Um, Linares, like I one player that play with my dad too, use it too. You know what I mean? Like I think for baseball it's not that much significant, but in soccer it is. And I tried to put it in baseball. Even I, I remember like I was playing with Julie when he signed with Marlins, obviously. Like, you know, I was playing with it because like we are like really good really like really close friends. Yeah. I tell hey, I'm gonna let you wear the team, you know, but when I get there I'm gonna get it no matter what. So, you know, be thinking about another number. <laughs> I, you know, I told him that and he was laughing at me or whatever. But I really like, love him. And he was one of the reasons that I wear the number 10, too. You know what? Uh, I wasn't aware. I'm aware of Omar Linares and, and being uh, iconic, like a Babe Ruth type figure in, in yeah, Cuba. Was. But I was not aware he wore number 10. So, um, <laughs> So you taught easy, us something. Easy that. Do you see what we learn something every day? <laughs> And now, obviously, for our listeners, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and for those who may not know, but uh, Lionel Messi signed with um, with Miami. So, uh, and I know on social, you guys like exchange, like you wear yeah, a Messi shirt, or like I think you may have sent him a Mesa number 10 shirt uh, as well. He was in Miami because he won a, a, a tournament with Argentina, his first one. And he was taking like like a vacation, you know. And I don't know where he was staying, you know what I mean. But my, uh, I say my physical trainer, my physical, where I do treatments. Um, yeah, your Jorge, personal trainer. Or, you yeah. told me like, yeah, yeah. I think one of the clients that he, that he has, he told him like uh, where he was staying, and he told me. Uh, I used to go there like about like 11, 11.30 30 of the, of the night. I know it was so late, but I said, damn, I gotta, I gotta get something. And if he's here, I'm not gonna get that more opportunities. And look at today, like he's here. Look at life change. But I used to go there. I used to bring a jersey just in case, you know, if I can see him or whatever. Hmm. And as soon as I get there, it was like 11.30. And thanks God, like, Five minutes after I was there, his dad, uh, Jorge Messi, he was like walking because they were in two houses on that on that street. And he was walking from his house to the Messi house. And I see him, obviously I'm, I'm a big fan, so I know like almost all the family of Messi. So I say, hey, Jorge, what's up? Like, how are you? I don't want to bother you guys, but no, like how messy life it is. Even like it's Sunday. 12.30, I'm on here, like 11.30, I'm on here, you know what I mean? So I'm another fan, like, because at the end of the day, I'm professional, I'm, yeah. I could say that I'm somebody in life, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm more fan than whatever, because I grew up, like, watching him play. 
I say, I don't want to bother you guys, but leave me, I can get a picture or whatever. You know what I mean? I got to be grateful my whole life. And he told me, hey, brother, I don't think that you can do it. It's so late. Mm -hmm. That's it. He don't say anything anything more. And then uh, his, the nephew, Messi, come out and say, hey, brother, Jorge want to say, like, he's apologizing, you know, that, that you, like, like baseball player and everything, but, you know, uh, Messi's about to sleep. Sorry about that. He wake up early and he can't, like, see you. And I say, okay, at least let me, can I send him, like, my jersey? He can send me a picture, like, holding my jersey, like, that's gonna make me like my life because you know if you idle hold your jersey i don't know like <laughs> okay and the next day i get like a yeah that game a big deal. five with three strikeouts <laughs> something like that i can't remember good i say i was walking into the clubhouse and saying like damn like nothing can make my name my my night like better you know what i mean yeah. and the nephew messi sent me the picture of him like holding my yeah. jersey. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I cry. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great story. That's a great story that he he acknowledged you and and like you say, you know, you hear you have a bad game in the in in the pro level yourself, and you just see that something could could get your spirits back up. That's really cool. Hey, Victor, I want to ask you, you know the. Um, Uh, the trade deadline just passed and you know, you never know. I mean, uh, it's the minor leagues and you're in the minor leagues. The Marlins were making trades. Did you ever think, you know, maybe I'm going to be the guy who gets sent out or how did, how did you guys or definitely, you tell some teammates go? I think you say everything. You never deadline? know. Um, it was funny because I don't know if it was you or another yeah. uh, guy. He posts about the trade about Robertson. And it was about two prospects, you know what I mean? I say, mm -hmm. damn, I know, I know, I know, I feel, I feel good here. I know, I know, I know, I don't want to move. You know, at the end of the day, you didn't want to be one of them. They move, you have no option, and you got like, I come to United States to play baseball. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to be a big leaguer, you no know, matter if in Miami, uh, Alaska, yeah. or whatever. But I want to be a big leaguer. You know what I mean? And. Yeah, we <laughs> lost. We lost a good ones. We lose yeah. Eater. We lose Watson. But you know, it's part of it. It's part of the baseball, and you never know where you can end. That's why I, uh, I talk to myself and I talk to my friends about like, bro, let's enjoy like this time together. We never know like what it could be next year. You know what it could be tomorrow. Like, so enjoy every moment. Uh, Because you never know where you can go, where you can, where you can finish your career. So, like, I was like, we were on the clubhouse, like talking about it. But you know, like, it's how you say, it. you never know where you can finish, and you have no option to say like yes or no, whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, no. So yeah, I said like, how to finish? Tell you, we we have yeah. no option. So. We were like, uh, like, like so, like, um, so close to the news to know like who they was and and I I want to say hi to Marcus and Ronald that I, we're gonna miss them. Yeah, yeah, it's um, 
that's the business of it. I remember at the trade deadline, my first year covering the Marlins was 2002, obviously, you know, long time ago. And, and Josh Beckett was a rookie in 2002 and 2003, he was a world series hero at age 23 and the trade deadline came and they traded Ryan Dempster, who obviously had a very good career and they moved him and he was kind of the leader of their rotation. And just, you know, they talked, they traded Cliff Floyd and, and, and Josh, I was there saying, how is he doing? He goes, hey, you know, my agent kind of told me when I, you know, first started playing pro ball, the, you you get close to people, but you almost can't get too close because you never know. They may get traded, you know. So, yes, you can be close, but you have to also realize it's just the nature of the game. That uh, is that kind of how you see it when you see now, at the, especially the double A level where, those yeah. guys that are getting traded are very close yeah. to the big leagues. And, sure. And like, those are the guys like, that a lot of teams want I as say well. I care about the person. Yeah. I talk to them. Like, I think it's almost impossible to do to be close with, with the people. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, we know that it's a business. It's a, yeah. it's a something else that we can't control. So I say, like, I talk with my agent, like, focus on baseball. But at the end of the day, about that is nothing that I can control. So I prefer to do not think about it and whatever is happening is going to happen. So like keep working, keep focusing on my baseball. Yeah. 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 And, and now that the deadline passed, you're still in the bargain Marlins organization and you're, you know, you've had some really good games and really good, you know, moments, a couple of, I think what you had it. Yesterday you said grand slams in the game or something. What, what was that like? Now, what when you hit a couple of grand slams in the game? What, what was that? You know, uh, or let's talk about you. Your oh yeah uh, yeah your uh, your season and you had some really big I moments be, already I this year. Helping my team. Uh, um, even yesterday, that first time that I, my career that I get uh, two home runs a game, I'm so proud of the way that I'm that I'm working. Uh, and then early on the season, um, I hit for the cycle too. So I've been doing some things. Uh, I've been some things um, that I never did before in my career. So, like, keep working, keep improving, and knowing that what I can do and being more consistency that doesn't work. Yeah. No, that, those are awesome achievements. And to do that at the higher levels is really impressive. Uh, Dave, you want to jump in again? Yeah, Victor, I've got a, f- a fun question for you here. And, you know, I grew up, I'm, I'm Italian. Mother, grandmother, phenomenal cooks. And when I went went away to play, I was missing those homemade meatballs and the lasagna and the pot, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I want to know what what food are you missing from back home in Cuba that you may not be getting where you're at right now? And that's the message to the fans that are listening to. Maybe they can bring you some well, of this uh, before the games today or in the well, future. Thank God, and then what thank new God, food I'm in, in like the U.S. have you, far, you just fallen in love with? My uncle and my mom, sometimes they come. And they can cook for me, so I don't miss it that much. But obviously, by okay. the t- by the way, like the taste at the end of the day is pretty good, but it's not the same that when I was in in Cuba. And but you know, like I miss it a lot. Like even like last off season that I was doing like more professional about my diet too and everything. 
I miss it a lot. Like because I was eating like the right things, and I miss so much. Like my my Cuban food, my rice, my my plantains, my sweet plantains, my my uh, my stay. You know what I mean? My uh, yuca. You know what yuca is? Oof, it's really good. <laughs> so you know, like I do. It's pretty good, but at the end of the day, you gotta like <laughs> yeah. know like. What is the most that you can eat? Because at the end of the day, the bad thing is that it's not like that healthy as we wish. Yeah. What food have you fallen you in love like with here? Any that new I food you picked up in the U.S.? Oh, yeah, just that you've my you found favorite here right that now you didn't that know I, about that I, that before I you take came here. here like how all good of it every was. day. Because I'm I'm a kind of person that. When I try something, I eat it. I, I eat it like a lot, a lot, a lot in a in a short time. You know what I mean? Then when I get when I get bored, it I don't eat it like in two in in two months. But right now, the food that I eating a lot is Panda Express. Panda Express, hey, a lot. I've been eating a lot. They 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 play with me on the team. That they tell me that if I speak. Uh, Chinese already because panda, 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 panda every day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dave, anything else? Because Victor's going to have to get going because he's got to get get to the field. So uh, He's got a job to do today. Yeah. I know. No, I'm good on my end. I thought he did great today. Victor, very courageous. Number one, your journey over here. Number two, you got to be brave to play baseball because it's a game of mistakes. And number three, You've immersed yourself in the language, and and uh, that takes courage as well. Thank so you. I admire I really you, young man. It. I think I, I wish you the best uh, of luck. Thank you guys for having me here. Like, I really appreciate the time, and yeah, you know, like keep working, keep working. I want to be in more interview with, with you guys. That means that I've been doing good. <laughs> and and I don't know, uh, David. <laughs> awesome. like, yeah. I, I kind of play your word, but <laughs> if I get a couple hit tonight, I need a, another conversation with you, with you guys tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely, absolutely. we'll be it. the good luck charm yeah uh yeah i hope our audience really enjoyed this podcast you know to hear the perspective of an active current minor leaguer someone who's not going to be very long until he's in the big leagues uh and somebody whose journey of coming over you know from cuba you know to come to the united states to chase a dream and and to do all that he's accomplished um i'm really honored and Victor you make me young too I really appreciate the fact that I saw you you know break in at 18 years old and and still following your career and and it's I'm going to keep doing that I don't care how old I get I'm going to keep talking to baseball players and I'm going to still stay young that way but on on that note good luck tonight in your game good luck to the Pensacola team as well uh Victor thank you again Dave thanks again for all you do as always um, again, everyone, you know, keep tuning in to the Man on Second and Real Voices of the Game. We're growing this. It's going to be bigger and bigger and better. Uh, Victor, reminder, hang on just for a few seconds as we sign off. And with that, Joe Forsaro, and we are out of here.